Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Welcome back to another episode of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and your host here for the Elite Business Advice Podcast. We are currently in week two of our Running a Business with Your Spouse series. Last week in week one, we kicked it off with Matt and Maggie Kuyper. And this week, we have another great couple on the show uh, a couple named Austin and Lacey Ilsley from Columbia, Missouri with AI Painting Plus. They're also PCA members. Um, they've been in business for almost a decade now. Uh, or the company's been around. I'll let them share their story when we dive into the episode a little bit. Um, but we just want to continue to get more insight. Um, again, we this is a four-part series. We're in week two. And we just want to get insight from four different couples on on how they work together in their business, what were the challenges, everybody's got a different story on who started the business and how the transition phase went or if they started it together. Uh, and so we just wanna provide as much perspective for those of you guys that might be running a, a business with your spouse, whether it's a painting company, whether it's something else. Um, and honestly, I think there's just a lot of good life nuggets that you can take away from this too. So even if you're not running a business with your spouse, I think there's still a lot of things you can take away from this, a lot of leadership lessons, uh, a lot of probably marriage tips, I will say. There's well, there's a lot of good nuggets shared last week from the Kuipers. I won't put the, the pressure on Austin and Lacey today uh, to provide more of that, but a lot of great nuggets you can take away from that. And so like I said, my disclaimer for this whole series is that these four couples, they may not be perfect. They may not have every single thing figured out, but I definitely would say that they've got a lot of things going for them because business is thriving and they're still married. Uh, and so there's going to be a lot of things that you can take away from it. So that's my quick disclaimer for everybody listening uh, is not to put anybody on a pedestal and say we have it all figured out because nobody does life, but just to provide some good perspective, share their stories, the good, the bad, and the ugly on how they've made their business function together. And so I hope it helps. Thanks for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. Austin, Lacey, welcome to the show. Thanks, for, hey, having thanks for having us. Yeah. Excited. Absolutely, guys. I appreciate you taking some time to, to record and share your story a little bit, provide some insight into the world on, on how AI Painting Plus functions with you guys at the helm of it. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of share your business story, whoever wants to jump in first. Yeah, um, if you don't mind, real quick, since we are recording at our house, it's summertime, the kids are, I'm going to go take care of a couple housekeeping issues real quick here. You're you good. So, You're good. <laughs> Gosh. I'm Prithvi Varkiani, and we've got recruiting best practices, pain and training resources, and a bare pro sweepstakes coming your way in this PCA Minute. It's recruiting season. If you're wondering where all the good candidates are, we got you covered. There's an entire section on PCA Overdrive dedicated to hiring, recruiting, and retention. Curated from your favorite podcasts, expo sessions, and virtual events, you'll learn to hire and keep rock stars in your company. Just look for the hiring, recruiting, and retention lane on PCA Overdrive. Get your crew field ready faster with PCA's painter training. PCA Overdrive provides free access to painter training videos in English and Spanish. Our training portal offers a more in-depth learning experience through a guided pathway. Each module has an assessment and certificates are awarded at the completion of each level. To learn more, 
go to pcapaintad.org slash training. Finally, enter for a chance to win the Bear Pro Painter Sweepstakes. Price includes $5,000 worth of Bear, Kills, Graco, and 3M products. Visit pca.so slash Bear Pro Sweepstakes to enter now. Okay, we're back. So anyways. You're good. You yes, can just so. jump in. Just <laughs> jump into the, the tell us about yourselves and the story of the bit. Just jump in from there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've been painting since I was 16. Um, it's uh, my neighbor was a painting contractor in town. He still is. Uh, so I begged, I was friends with the kids. I begged him for a job and he wouldn't hire me until I went and worked at McDonald's for like six months to show that I could like show up to work and stuff. Anyways, I worked with him uh, probably three or four years. Uh, I was going to college at the time. Uh, 2008 happened. He laid me off and then uh, still painted through college. I worked for his brother at that time. And then um we had our first child when we were 20 while I was in college. So the uh, college took a back seat and I ended up starting my own painting business, um, not knowing anything about business, of course. But um, <laughs> but I basically did that. I, I built a pretty good reputation over, you know, six years or so, six, seven years and um, acquired some really great employees, two of them of which are actually still with us right now. They're uh, part of our management team. So. Um, That's awesome. it, got, it got to a point where I was like, I was, I, I was stuck, you know, I, I didn't know what the next move is. I didn't, I, I didn't know what to do to, you know, continue to grow. Um, and the yeah. entire time, Lacey, I'll let her tell about her backstory, but she was always kind of a mentor behind the scenes for me. And then COVID happened. She was at home. She started taking on a few tasks for me and stuff like that. And then it just kind of dawned upon us like, well, we should probably just do this if we're going to do it, right? Yeah, I mean, when the PCA and you went to your first expo a year prior to that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So that one was 2020, your first expo? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Uh, Phoenix. Awesome. So. That's yeah. when he decided he wanted to actually turn it into a business and not just, look, you know, a couple guys in a truck, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so where were you before you went to PCA Expo? Was it like three or four employees? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I think at most I had like five employees and I was, yeah. I was in the field with them all the time where, you know, yep. uh, a couple of them had actually branched off and started taking care of their own projects and stuff, but I would still manage my own okay. jobs and that kind of stuff. So uh, cool. Cool. then the great so reformation then, happened. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so when PCA Expo became PCA member, light bulb moments, Lacey, so you said 2021, is that when you kind of came on board? It is, yeah. Like Austin said, I was always a mentor behind the scenes. I began my like management leadership uh, career when I was 22, and I okay. managed optical offices and eventually did district training, um, district training for them, um, and didn't feel 
that passion. I mean, I loved it, but I wasn't whole, you know? Um, yeah. So then I eventually uh, transitioned into um, the University of Missouri here locally um, and worked with the Dean of Engineering um, and did a lot of their events and um, helping associate deans and the dean with their schedule and all of the admin work. Um, and that's when I was working from home during COVID. And like Austin said, I started slowly taking on more tasks, um, more marketing for him. And uh, it just made sense that that's he was cool. you know, getting busier and the business was starting to grow and we wanted we had a vision we wrote our three-year vision at that time when i still was working for um the university and decided to just jump in both feet it was really it was getting to the point that the year of 2020 when when i went to expo and like all of a sudden my head just exploded with all this stuff that i brought back and then you know the people that i had met um and all the resources that i had acquired uh like that year 2020 like i went from uh, like a $350,000 operation to like uh, almost 800,000. Like we were pushing that million mark and I was feeling it wow. really hard. So it was kind of yeah. like a no brainer, like bringing her on to, to yeah. take care of, you know, a lot of the things that I just couldn't do to professionalize. Yeah. So. And that next, that year that I came on, we doubled that revenue. Um, and we've continued wow. to almost double every year. So it's, that's awesome. So that's what I was going to ask. Where are you guys just like your perspective then? in that time period, like where are you guys at right now, employee wise? And then what's kind of your, where are you on projection for here in 2023? Not that numbers obviously really matter per se, but just for some kind of perspective on what the growth's been since going to PCA Expo and then obviously Lacey, you coming on board too. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're projecting uh, just over 2 million in revenue this year. And then um, in the summertime right now, we have a uh, 22 employees that, okay. you know, that'll be seasonal. So, yeah. um, and, uh, actually not employees, sorry. They're a mixture of subs and employees that we have right now. Gotcha. Summer. So about 22 people total. Um, cool. and then, you know, that'll, that'll decrease as the, the season yeah. wears on, but, uh, absolutely. That's awesome guys. That's really cool. So lately, how was the transition period coming into the business? This is where we get like into the fun nuts and bolts, right? Like this is, this is story's cute and cool and all right, but now we're going to get into the fun part. Um, this is where we get to tell funny stories. Uh-huh. Exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, how was that transition phase? I mean, it sounds like you were always kind of in Austin's ear behind the scenes there for quite a while. Um, but how was that transition phase of coming into the business? It sounds like you guys kind of just jumped into it somewhat, both, you know, both speed into it. Um, once some of the admin stuff and little things you took off the plate, but talk a little bit about that, that period of business. I mean, I think for me, it helped that I'm kind of a self-starter and I kind of try to figure things out on my own. I'm not somebody that needs like to follow a system to, before I can even start something because really, you know, he didn't have any systems. And so it's just creating everything from scratch and learning, um, what softwares he was using. It did help, um, with my previous employment, knowing, you know, PL and knowing finances and numbers. So I, you know, kind of uh, jumping into that wasn't as overwhelming. I mean, it's different. So it is, but it, you know, right. um, the, so it's just a lot of figuring it out and failing and learning from that, you know, fail and just continuing to, you know, we say like our systems are like living documents. We're always trying to improve them and just putting them down on paper and actually starting systems in the very beginning um, was probably the biggest struggle. Um, Six months after I started, 
I hired a part-time um, office administrator. Um, and then, you know, as she was helping me with things, uh, she became full-time and, you know, she's continued to uh, grow in the company as well. And that was really helpful for me to have uh, somebody help with some of the office stuff so I could do more visionary work also. So that's cool. That's awesome. So Austin, from your perspective, I'm not trying to start divorces. Okay. I want to make this very clear. This whole series, I'm not trying to start a divorce with anybody. Um, that's why I picked the four I did because I know you guys are, you know, pretty strong in that area. But like, how was it with Lacey coming in and I mean, forcing you, you were at PCA Expo, you were, it sounds like you were open to the idea of change and growth and stuff, right? And seeing a bigger vision. But how was that with her coming in and like helping you with all this stuff? Was it like, I know what I'm doing, like my way is always the best way? Or were you pretty open and receptive of like, hey, she actually might know better in some areas? Or was it a combination? Well, well, I'm glad you asked because if you didn't ask, I was going to have to interject and uh, <laughs> let everyone know that I have a way different perspective of things uh, than Lacey. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was a challenge. It was a challenge letting go of a lot of things. I I never had anything written down, but I did have my way of doing things. I had Lacey with her, her customer service background. She would just say yes to everything and her doing the lead intake and, um, you know, the, the client uh, care representative work. It was yes, yes, yes. And then at one point I was like, Lacey, we, how many more front doors do I have to go estimate here? Like this <laughs> is yeah, or bathrooms. They're $350. The bathroom. Just give yeah. a quote on the phone. We have eight employees at this time. And I'm like, we cannot keep eight employees busy painting a front door here. So like, we're going to have to like really yeah, find our niche, find what we're good at. And, you know, little things like that, just, just, a learning curve for her mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't her fault just because she was she had growth on her mind you know and right. in her mind that's what it was we have to do everything say yes to everything to keep growing and we we really had to come to an agreement as to you know what where we were going as a company how we were going to you know proceed with um not just job size and, and that kind of stuff yeah. but but literally everything you know what was our culture going to be like because the culture i had uh i had built with just me and a few guys, it, it was not set up for growth. Right. Um, right. We, we needed a culture that was more professional, that had a handbook, you know, that had, that right. had rules, one of my uh, um, that had accountability, <laughs> you know? So yep. um, yeah, that was uh, the biggest struggle for me because it wasn't just a transition of, uh, I don't want to say power, but um, transition of decision-making on my part, it was, yeah. it was a total 180 of, who who we were as a company. And I think it's also yep. important to talk about the transition for the employees that we had also, um, because I didn't have a painting background and I still don't paint, you know, I do know the, and right. so like, you know, what he was saying that that transition of me learning and saying yes to everything. Cause I didn't fully understand the industry as a whole. Yeah. Um, but then also coming in and taking over the HR leadership, you know, uh, role for the employees was a little bit difficult because they yeah. didn't see me as that, which I don't blame them. You have to earn that, you right. know, through time. Yeah. Um, so that was that was another big transition for me, I think, was earning the respect and trust of of all the employees. Yeah, you had a really hard time getting buy in from it, everyone yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. They didn't No one understood well, what she did, you know, like. Right. 
Right. Well, and especially as things change, I mean, as human beings, we're, we like things the way they are, the comfort zone, right? And so even for the employees to, to all of a sudden have more structure, have more professionalization, have all these systems, and it's like, whoa, this isn't, this isn't what Austin and I showed up to do every day, right? Like this is, you know, so it takes time, right? I mean, there is definitely a transition phase there. Um, and Maggie Kuyper said something last week that, you know, she came from an education background, right? So same thing, didn't have the industry knowledge, didn't have that, but she was like, I really feel like that was a strength that I had a different perspective, right? That I saw things that Matt didn't see. And I think same thing for you guys, Lacey, I'm sure you saw things that Austin exactly. didn't see because you had a totally different perspective from where you came from. Absolutely. If you came from working for another painting company to working then now with Austin, like you probably would have had some pigeonhole ideas too, right? So I think just having that openness and that different perspective really is a blessing for you guys. Hey there, I bet business is probably picking up for you right now and things are feeling good. And using the right tools like Estimate Rocket can help keep it that way. Estimate Rocket offers professional estimates and proposals with digital signature, single source work orders for the entire team, lead to paid job management, full scheduling tools with mapping and time tracking, automated email campaigns, invoicing that exports to any accounting system, and deep data analysis reports. Go to EstimateRocket.com for a free 30-day trial to see if Estimate Rocket is a fit for you. How did you define the roles and responsibilities, right? So when you came on board, let's just say full-time, right? I know you kind of transitioned a little bit into it. How did you really define who was doing what? Um, you know, it's been a couple of years. Like how long did it really take for you guys to feel like you guys really have that kind of solidified in the organizational chart? Um, again, obviously it's always going to shift and grow and expand as you guys grow, but like just kind of talk through a little bit about that. I think the bad thing is we didn't do that immediately. And so we had some issues there for a little while. We still do sometimes, honestly. Um, I think it's, you know, I had to learn the production side is not, I don't need to worry about production and the schedule, um, you know, there for a while. I I felt like that was something I needed to take on because of my past roles. I, I did do a lot of that, but not in the production side. So, um, yeah, we, we definitely struggled until we finally sat down and it didn't take real clarity. It didn't take too long though, because I mean, we quickly identified like our strengths and what we were, what we had the capacity to take on. Like I knew from the beginning, like I can manage production and I can sell paint jobs. So immediately like I'm, these are my roles. I'm estimator and production manager. That's, that's that's what I do. And once I identified that, like it was a lot easier for me to say, okay, we're going to let that go. Uh, you know, finances and HR and all that stuff. I don't want anything to do with that. I know that. Um, it's really just about being honest with yourself. Like what, what, what do you, yeah. What makes you happy? Where do you thrive? When are you in flow? You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. And also, you know, which one of us and in, in which aspects are we visionary and implementers? You know, it's, we both yeah, are a little yeah. mixture of both. So it's right. it sometimes can, we can butt heads up on that yeah. uh, subject. Sometime. Yeah. That's, that's called marriage too, just in yeah. case you guys didn't know. So, um, you know, I mean, I think it's good. Also, I love what you said. You got to be honest with yourself, right? Um, right before this series, we just did a two part um, episode a couple weeks ago about, being fulfilled in your business, right? Finding the things you're good at, finding the things you enjoy. 
Um, and I think that can kind of gravitate you there. And then obviously sometimes each of you guys have to pick up the, the remaining tasks that either of you really want to do and kind of divvy that up. But I think, you know, for couples listening to this, like that's a great starting point. Like what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Right. Um, we've got one of our clients is you know, husband and wife kind of navigating this whole thing. Right. And I joked with them that we were doing this whole series just for them, but it wasn't, but um, <laughs> you know, and that's one thing we talked about is it's like, okay, what are your strengths and weaknesses and what do you like and enjoy? Like that's a great foundational starting point to get 80% of it figured out. Right. So it sounds yeah. like you guys kind of went through that same, same exercise. Here's one of my favorite questions. How do you maintain a balance of being married and running a business together and like balance that in your personal life like do you guys like matt and maggie were like we don't really have boundaries right like it's not like hey we're done at five o'clock like when things come up you know this is kind of what we follow like what's your guys take on that right and it's been a couple of years i'm sure it's still a work in progress for you guys as well but like how do you guys navigate working together in your business all day and then being at home together in the evening with your kids and stuff Definitely. We have, we have had to set boundaries, uh, big time. Um, because in the, in the early stages, we, cause before we were working together, we would come home from our day. She'd have her job. I'd come home from my job. We'd talk a little bit about it, but neither was really understood about it. So this discussion didn't ever get too in depth, but now that we know what's going on in each other's worlds every day, uh, there's, it it, it consumed us because we are actually able to, uh, to understand the other person's issue on a different level. Um, and not work through it for, if you want to say that, but a lot of the times it just got into circular discussion that never really solved anything. Well, it was actually our kids that, um, told us at dinner, like, and, you know, at the time they were 12 yeah. and six and 12 and five. Okay. And, you know, they told us this, Please stop talking about work. Like literally that one night at the dinner table. Can you guys stop talking about all work? you do is talk about work? And then Please that, that was a big like, eye. Oh, We're like, all right, this is really bleeding into an area of life. We don't need it to. Yeah. Um, so so we do, awesome we, when we do have something come up that we know it, we need to talk about it. Cause obviously that happens after hours and it happens a lot. Then we just let them know, you know, I apologize, but we're, we have to talk about this and we'll talk yeah. about it, but it's definitely not all the time. We do set those boundaries and scheduling meetings purposely on the business in the business, you know, like during the days, yeah. um, actually scheduling those times for set things has helped us too. It's just really what we've realized is identifying the, the level of urgency on any project or any issue that may come yeah. about after hours and we'll ask our kids permission too. like if something comes up and we know it's like, this is not a, you know, a fire that needs to be put out right now. We'll say, Hey kids, is it all right if I talk to your mom about this real quick? Nine times out of 10, they say no. And then we respect that. Right. Don't talk yeah. about, it, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. I thought you were going to say, they're like, Oh yeah, sure. Dad, go for it. Yeah, no, yeah. They're like, Nope, not right now. Yep. This, what nope, this is our time. This is our time. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. they got a little taste of some power. So they're like, no, this yeah. is one thing I have yeah. control over you. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I love that. Good luck with the next 15 years. Um, I know. <laughs> no, I think, you know, I love that because, you know, again, it, every decision, everything that goes on needs to be filtered through like, is this urgent? And where is this on the priority list? Right. Again, especially if it's after hours, I think anything in business, right. Is this something I need to address right the second? I see a lot of people, their days get consumed with fires that really aren't fires. They're things that can be dealt with three days from now, right? 
Um, and so I think just filtering that decision through you guys, like, hey, is this something we need to urgently discuss right now? Or can we wait and talk about this tomorrow once the kids are at school or I know it's summertime right now, you know, once you guys are in the office or in work mode, like, is it something that can be put off till tomorrow? Right. And I love, I love asking the kids for permission, right? Getting the kids yeah. involved and doing stuff like that, I think is great. Does your business need more reviews? Nice job can help. Our reputation marketing platform automates review invites to save you time. Reviews are collected and distributed across major platforms such as Google, Facebook, and more. Turn your reviews into customer stories with photos that you can share across your social channels. NiceJob allows you to manage all of this within our platform. Start your free trial today. So, um, when you guys do have different viewpoints, different opinions on things, how do you guys talk through this and get onto the other side of it? Like, Lacey, you have an idea. Austin, you have a different perspective. Like, how do you guys work through that together being a couple that's married? Do you want to take this? <laughs> I think you can say just, wine and whiskey. That's a perfectly understandable <laughs> solution, right? Honestly, it's been like learning how he likes to be communicated with, um, which unfortunately is completely opposite of how I like to be communicated with. So I have to get out of my comfort zone sometimes to talk to him. Like he likes to be communicated directly. And for me to be really direct is uncomfortable. Um, so like working through those. And one thing that did help was, you know, taking a personality test or the disc assessment and, and figuring out really how we can uh, better our, communication skills, but, um, letting, keeping the emotion out of it has been really important. Um, something that we both actively work on because obviously it's hard to all the time. Um, yeah. you know, we're at, when we're having conversations on the business, we're partners, business partners, we're not a married couple. And so we have yeah. to talk to each other differently than we would on date night. <laughs> yeah, that's, so. that's good. <laughs> well, and I also think that, uh, one thing that has helped me and I think we both do really well is like, there are no egos allowed. Uh, egos go out the window and we both come to the table in a place of humility and understanding with the goal of coming to a solution. Uh, you know, back and forth argument has to be leading somewhere and we have to bring valid points uh, to arrive at actually a place where we can solve the problem, you know, and yeah. just being aware of that the entire time, it helps us. So uh, that's I, that's probably one of our biggest strengths, I would say, is being able to that's do awesome. that. We can we can have a pretty heated discussion or debate, come back to it, and move on to another subject uh, without taking any sort of emotional baggage with us. You know, that's good. Well, it's, we I do. Mean, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. You go. <laughs> I was just going to say, say it's hard to separate that emotional piece with the logic and the business and the merit, like there's four different circles. They're all intersecting together sometimes. Well, and like Austin said earlier, our higher management, three out of actually all four of them, we've known or we've been friends with forever. Um, and so it's, they're kind of like family also. So yeah. we have to have, we have to practice the same communication with them daily also when we all come together and they, you know, that's something that they understand um, yeah. as well. So we practice it all the time because it, you know, you don't want to ruin friendship either. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely yeah. a deep family business it is. Uh, yeah. kind of a thing we get yeah. going. But that, that honestly probably helps you guys too, though, because again, it's the same exact 
conversation with that, you could argue of friendship and business, right? Like, Hey, we're going to all go out for margaritas Friday night as friends, but we're going to all be working together until four 30 on Friday too. Right? Like, so it's the same thing as, Hey, we're working together. Now we're going on date night tonight, little different situation, but it's like same concept, right? Like you have to know the balance and the guidelines and stuff. So it's probably been helpful for you guys as a couple but you've also navigated that with your employees slash good friends as well um, for kind of some of those same same topics. So um, what are a few things that you guys have learned, maybe the hard way, right? Um, along the way that you would love to share with somebody listening to this that maybe is working together for the first time here recently, or maybe somebody has been working together for a while that just can't really figure that out. What are a few things you guys have learned here um, as we kind of start to wrap up the episode? I would definitely say the communication thing is probably the biggest thing that I have learned uh, and that we have learned the hard way. Just like we mentioned earlier, knowing the way the other person prefers to be communicated with and trying to adapt your style of communication to the way they will receive it best and vice versa. There's times, Lacey mentioned, I like to be spoken to directly. And sometimes I'm just speaking directly to her, uh, just laying out what I believe to be true. And she says, I'm yelling at her and I'm, I'm like, no, it's just, it's just my voice. I'm just talking. (laughs) But that's been the biggest, the, the, something I wish I would have knew as far as personality assessments, communication styles and that kind of stuff a lot sooner than, than we did. So. Well, and when businesses are going good, you know, obviously we all have those times in business where we're struggling we're just banging our heads against the wall. Um, learning and growing together versus sometimes, you know, if you have those real clarity and maybe one side of the business isn't doing well, but the other side's doing really good, you know, not like you're, you're still partnership. You're coming together and not, uh, what am I trying to be, not beating each other up, but, um, yeah, you're not doing it separately. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. I think the communication piece is probably one of the hardest things that most people have to solve. I, I will say even in relationships, I mean, Christina and I did an episode together last year, which was kind of fun and, and terrifying, uh, but it turned out well because they can edit. So, um, but, you know, I mean, it was, it was one of those things we talked about. It's like, even for us, I mean, communication is still like a struggle, right? Um, especially if we're in this new journey of parenting and stuff, right? And it, but it's been, a work in progress and you know when you add that into business it's a whole another level right so like figuring out yeah i always said the two foundational things that have been a blessing to us was understanding personalities and you know communication styles and also the five love languages right and i think that holds true even for your employees right i see people like oh i'm gonna pick up like you know something and surprise our crew with like a gift right but everybody on the crew is a you know, acts of service person or, or what, one of the other four, you know, things. Right. Um, and it's yeah. like, yeah, it doesn't speak as much to them. So I think especially together in a relationship, but also I think there's a lot of other ways you can use that in others, like five love languages for the workplace and some other versions of that that are more employee focused too. So when you understand those mm-hmm. things, it seems to help in your culture. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I think, you know, building a partnership, whether it's with your spouse or you're looking at building a partnership with another uh, person in the painting industry, you know, you are actively looking for somebody that has the same values as you. And it's like building a relationship. So the fact that we've already, we'd already been doing that for 10 years or, you know, for a long time before we jumped into business together and we already knew we had the same values and we trusted and valued each other. Um, 
made a big difference. So I think you also want someone that's going to challenge you though. Yeah. You know, to the point that, that, you know, you have to get better. For sure. Yeah. Well, I think it's the whole cliche, like you want somebody to make you want to be a better person. Right. So I think having that spouse that will challenge you and, um, you know, almost like, Hey, I'm going to do this with or without you. So you can either come on board with me or you can just take a back seat and let this be, you know, Lacey show instead of the Austin and Lacey show. Right. So, um, I think not saying that that's happened with you guys, obviously, but just in general, I mean, I think sometimes having that spouse that will challenge you and say like, Hey, this is going to happen one way or the other, like grow yourself and let's do it together. Or you can just enjoy your small role in the company and and we're going to run with it. Right. So, um, that's awesome. Well, guys, I really appreciate you guys taking some time recording this today. Any last final nuggets of wisdom or anything you guys want to share with anybody listening to this? Happy wife, happy life. (laughs) Well, I think never stop learning, wanting to grow and learn. So continued education in every way, shape and form is extremely important. Um, And like we've already talked about learning different communication styles and be humble and have humility uh, in any sort of uh, (laughs) partnership, especially one with your spouse. um, Because at the end of the day, you still have to go to bed at night together. So, you know, (laughs) you don't want, you you don't want that to to be affected. So by work, that's just not worth it. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Getting a comfy couch is not a good solution to that problem. So (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. Well, guys, I appreciate you kind of sharing your story. I appreciate some of the nuggets you shared. I know we were joking before we recorded. You felt like you had big shoes to fill from the Kuipers last week, but I think you nailed it. No doubt. So, and you had some different perspectives. So, um, so I appreciate you guys taking time to record, share this, share what you guys have learned the, the easy way and the hard way, right? Uh, and just being a, an advocate for the industry. So um, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thanks, appreciate Chris. you. Appreciate it. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.